Welcome back to the Fourth Liners podcast. Once again, after a uh, little break, but Jake and I have been super, super busy. Uh, when was the last episode we released? Just before, just before the Cup final, right? So we haven't even uh, discussed Cup the Stanley final Cup at champions. All. Yeah, the Stanley Didn't... Cup champions. So I don't even think we ever got into an episode where we actually. Uh, am I rushing pretty... into this? Maybe, maybe I should chill out. How you been? Yeah. I, I mean, I've been pretty good. I, I was I was ready to get into deep dive into some ideas that I was thinking of after you said that. But yeah. um, but you know, I, I think our last episode we didn't really mention anything about the Stanley Cup Finals. I don't know if it even happened or even got to that point. But I think I think what happened is we had recorded an episode and then I got so busy, I just didn't edit it. And then we released that mini episode, you talking about True Living. And then yeah. within that episode, we did talk about the cup final, like just before it had started. But by that time we had uploaded that, it just wasn't relevant to information anymore. So we just kind of, I, I I just cut it and made that yeah, mini episode. Yeah. So. yeah, it was honestly better that we could talk about it right now. We got time here. We're back at it. So we're trying to get back on top of things. And um, I'm going to try, I've been busy too, like Bryce said, you know, I mean, Brace, we're we're busy at this age. You're doing a lot of things and um, work and working like uh, personal finishing projects. school. Yeah, you know yeah. all these all these excuses that we're doing. You know, um, dude, I got a whole list of excuses. We can yeah, just go down um, the list here if we want. Do do you ever like like do you, if there's some days where you don't want to go into work, you just go like, yeah, I'm not feeling well. You know, oh my god, a family emergency happened, but you just really want to stay home. You know, I I wish. I I could do that, but I I don't want to let down. Like I work for a small business, so yeah. I I, well, I, see, I, like, I try. I see, like I don't do it all the time, but like I have done it before, and sometimes it's necessary. I feel like honestly, that there should be like mental health days. Like if you're really not feeling it, just take the day off, because you're. I, some, I I I don't think you'll perform as good as you would when you're refreshed, and if you're burnt out, like it's. You know, yeah, it's, it's no, for a, sure. Uh, like there. I said, I, I work for a small business. So like, I don't want to let, you know, no, the people yeah. down there. Right. But like at the same time, like if I like back when I used to work for like bigger companies, like just like BS retail and stuff like that. Yeah, I would absolutely yep. call in all the time where, you, with, like, where you're underpaid. Um, yeah, underpaid. The work is ridiculous and it's it's just mm-hmm. like all around awful. Yeah, I would I would call in. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> sometimes you just had to, but uh, I agree. Hopefully, no one's listening to this. But uh, I don't. Your employers click away yeah, right now. I swear yeah. to God, I won't do it to you guys. Don't worry. Just don't. No, worry. I would never. No, I would never do it now. No, I'm not no, like no. that anymore. No, yeah, no. Now, now it's kind of like I will always show up to my chef. Really, um, I I don't remember the last time I called in sick. So, um, but we can get into the you know hockey news now because we kind of just. It's a hockey podcast. That's where we do that every time. But uh, it's a hockey podcast. It is a hockey podcast. Um, so we're looking at um, before we start, before we dive into the like kind of talking about the draft, we can talk about the Stanley Cup finals in the, for the first time in franchise history. The Las Vegas Golden Knights have won the Stanley Cup. And honestly, like I, I kind of wanted to see them win. I know you wanted to see Florida win. But I kind of, I kind of felt like it was like you know that five a five game situation like where you know a team's just gonna win in five games. 
Um, you know yeah. the you know the one team that has all the energy is going to win that one game that they want to win, and then you know the, the the I I think Vegas was the stronger team here and expectedly to be the stronger team, and they kind of just took over. And uh, I think but, what hurt Florida was was their break as well. They had a few days off. Yeah, and and I think I think Florida had such a good like snowball going. But then once they had that break, like I, I think it just fell away from them a little bit, and they just didn't have that same kind of like energy in that series. Because I, you know, I think on paper, I mean, I, I feel like Florida is just as good as Vegas. But yeah, and you know, know what? Maybe their goalie was better than Vegas's goalie too. But Aiden Hill played unbelievable. Um, yeah, I think he, that break hurt Bobrovsky a lot, a lot, a lot, because he oh, had yeah. some bad games. Yeah, and like you know. I think a lot of people did favor Florida to win over Vegas, actually, because I, I think Florida just tore through the Eastern Conference, and I don't know. Team if it, of it destiny. Was, it it, it was like a team of destiny. Well, and you know, I I I did believe also a little bit that they might might pull it off, right? They might pull off the um, like unexpected, not almost didn't make the playoffs, um, and win the Stanley Cup. Like, did the Vancouver Canucks do that, or the LA Kings? Someone did that. Kings, the Kings had. Oh that yeah, of yeah. Never mind. So the Canucks didn't win a cup. Never mind. What yeah. the? F- <laughs> I did. I honestly didn't I, mean it. I didn't mean to take a shot, but it just happened. Why am I <laughs> catching strays right now, dude? I don't have Man, the energy to catch. Okay, I can't say anything. We haven't made it to a Stanley like Cup final in a very long time, so um, I God, can't really say dude. anything. But um, when looking at the finals, you know. Who got MVP? Was it Mark Stone? Marshall no, John, Jonathan Marshall. So, so the second player um, to be undrafted to win the Conn Smythe besides Wayne Gretzky. So um, it, it's kind of cool to see that an undrafted player winning the Conn Smythe in the modern day NHL era. So, and on a on an expansion team too, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, the 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 Golden Misfits finally won that cup. Um, they got their redemption after losing to Washington uh, a few years ago. And, you know, it, it was bittersweet. You, you look at a lot of the guys on the team and how many veterans were on that team. And uh, it was kind of cool kind of see them all lifting the cup. I watched the celebration after it happened. They won nine to three, I'll tell you that. And also Mark Stone got a hat trick, which was pretty impressive. I just think they totally kind of knew that they were going to win that game. And uh, Florida kind of – Florida was – Playing well until like they realize at a certain point, like oh my god, the lead's getting bigger and bigger. So I, I like it's not going to happen really. And I think they kind of gave up after a certain point. And you know, also not having not having they didn't have Kachuk, right? Yeah, that was a bummer, right? And apparently his injuries are pretty pretty serious. So I mean, same thing with Mark okay. Stones. Apparently, Mark Stones career, like for the rest of his career, he's not going to be a consistent player in the NHL. Like his well, injuries are so bad. Well, people say he might not even come back. And you know what? Like, he could possibly just retire. He won his cup. You know, obviously, he's probably hungry for more. He's a captain of a very great expansion team. But how old is he? Is he in his late 30s or his early 30s? Early 30s, I thought. He's not that old. I mean, that does happen to a lot of players, right? That deal with a lot of injuries. Um, Mark Stone is 31, man. He's only 31. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's, I guess he's in his prime right now, um, or a little bit past his prime. 
but C- coming to the tail end of, of I think yeah. the average prime years yeah. right now. Yeah. 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 So maybe he has a few more years left in him. I mean, he, he uh, only played 43 games this season during the regular season. Yeah. Got, but he got 38 points in 43 games played. So he was almost He's a still, play still game an effective, still an yeah. effective player. Right. But, but the, what they're saying is he, he might just like never be able to play like consistently again. Like well, he might be for the rest of his career, like a 35 game player, maybe try and keep him healthy for the playoffs kind of thing. Um, I don't see that a problem just, that like, I mean, it sucks that 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 has happened, but you kind of look at the Tampa Bay Lightning the, the past, you know, in the past when they won the cup, their past two cups, the back to back era there for them. Um, Stamkos had like the same thing. Kucherov was like the Cooch. same thing. Right. Yeah, you can it, do it, it now. Work, it works for teams, right? But I don't know if they're going to change the rules about putting people to IR for the rest of the season. You getting more cap, and then it doesn't count in the playoffs, so you can just have whoever on your team without with, with neglecting the cap. Um, I definitely think you need to be you. You should be cap compliant in the playoffs. I don't understand yeah. why that's a rule. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it either. Um, but see, the thing about Mark Stone and what makes him so valuable, I think it's the energy that he brings and the leadership to the group. Um, he's always been that leader type in the locker room, and I, I get. I probably in Ottawa, he was like that too. But did you hear that he was the best man at Brady to Chuck's wedding? So Matthew to Chuck yeah. and him are both groomsmen. Uh, yeah. that's the, I, people are saying it's awkward but they probably do not give two shits <laughs> like no i think i think most of these guys can can separate you know on the ice to off like they, they don't have to you know it's just carry. a game i think there's very few cases where maybe players have like a genuine like hatred for each other off the ice as well like for example yeah. sean avery and martin broder i mean i don't think those guys will ever get a beer but i think nope. for the most part uh players can separate what goes on on and off the ice no, I think so too, and I, I honestly think they can, they can just shut it off, right? Like, um, but like it, I swear it doesn't happen as much these days. I feel like players have more respect for other players. Not saying they can the past they didn't, but there was a lot more feuds going on off the ice. But I don't see it so much here. I mean, maybe the the one odd time there is, um, but yeah, it's kind of cool to see that uh, that they're still in contact with their old teammates, which I like to see that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, seeing Mark Stone let the Stanley Cup was pretty awesome. Um, seeing Logan Thompson coming from Brock University, um, and you know, to, was it ECHL that he went to next, and then he went to yeah. the Henderson Golden Knights, and then he went to Vegas Golden Knights, and now a Stanley Cup champion. Great which story is, for him. That, oh that's going to be an in, interesting part of. Um, it's going to be an interesting part of Vegas's um structure next season is who's gonna who's gonna be the guy, right? Like yeah. is Aiden Hill gonna be able to continue on with his good play and like become like a bona fide starter in the NHL or is that Logan Thompson's net? I don't know. Uh, there's also uh Lauren Brissant too that could easily come in here. I don't know what's his status is for injury. I think or... I think he's a great I think he's a great backup, but yeah, I, don't I don't think, think Brasad is ever going to be a yeah. And then you also have I mean he's still contracted, Robin Leonard. Leonard. Yeah, Leonard. Yeah, I don't I don't think he'll come back. Just like at just, all, just like experience with goalies and their injuries, and I know he does struggle with mental health issues as well. So I mean, like you don't know the toll that it's taking on him not playing and not winning that Stanley Cup and. Yeah, you know, it probably really it probably bothers him. Like, imagine, I, like he wasn't out there lifting the Stanley Cup, 
So imagine watching your team that you're contracted with, but you're not really a part of win that anymore and win that Stanley Cup that you always wanted to win. So, I mean, like, I just don't know. I Maybe he will want to come back hungry for that that Stanley Cup, but I don't know. His injuries seem pretty frequent in his career too. So, I don't know. I, I You've seen it with Braden Holpe, Carey Price. Um, goalie injuries are pretty different because, you know, they actually – yeah, Ben Bishop, they have to be versatile, right? Like it, they do a lot more flexibility than like I guess players do, right? Just because they have to stretch out so far and do the splits and everything like that. It, it probably takes a beating on the body. So I, I don't really see Robin Leonard coming back, but he possibly, you know, you never know. But in my opinion, like what you've seen with the older goaltenders, like it just leads into retirement. But um, he's still pretty young i want to say um for the most part um but yeah no like vegas like like he's not young but like you know he's not the oldest right like he's not like 38 years old um leonard's 31 yeah yeah so he's like he's the same thing as mark stone right so they're 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 not at that point where they're ready to like get rid of their you know old guys that are getting slower um but they're they do run a lot of yeah Oh, for sure. And they'll deal with injuries and, um, you know, but the one thing they need to do is just, I mean, I think you do need to build on your prospects. I And I get it works for them now, but in a few years when all these guys are done, you might have guys that are on, are on IR. You're still paying them after they're retired um, and you have no prospects and your team's going to be suck. Right. So yeah, I, I've been ragging on Vegas. I, I've been ragging on Vegas now for probably two years, saying it's an unsustainable system. I, I did not mm-hmm. think they were going to get that cup. Obviously, they proved me wrong. Uh, but I, I, I still believe that Vegas's, you know, short term, short sighted way of constructing a team will eventually bite them in the ass because. There's going to come a point where they're going to they're going to get a veteran, you know, and and pay a lot of money to that veteran. And then he's going to not play up. They've been lucky so far. Right. They've been lucky with guys like Mark Stone and and uh, Petrangelo and stuff like that. But I think eventually Uh, I have a trade to announce. I have a trade to announce live. Do you want to hear it? Sorry to cut you off there, but it uh, you might want to hear this trade. So Um, oh no. uh, Do you want to hear who's involved? Yeah. Tell me who's involved. So you have the New Jersey Devils and the Calgary Flames. Okay. And so going to the Calgary Flames is Igor Serkovich. Serkovich, yeah. Yeah, and a third-round pick for Tyler Toffoli. Okay. Yeah, so I think New Jersey gets stronger, really. And now I know why why that Mackenzie Blackwood trade happened to the San Jose Sharks. We didn't mention that, but um, that makes sense now. I don't mind that trade. I Sharon Govich is good too. Like he he's young. Like I I just don't yeah. think he fits in with 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 New Jersey, New Jersey? at this point. Yeah, considering exactly. how stacked they are up top. But yeah, I mean that's I mean that's good value for Tyler Toffoli. I mean if you ask me, like yeah, I, I think Toffoli wanted out of it. It sounds like a, we we have to talk about that too. A lot of Flames players have expressed that they want out. Like it's majority of yeah. the team. Like I'm Backlund, pretty sure Han- Lindholm, Toffoli, Hannafin. Yeah, yeah, like. A lot of them want to leave, and that sucks for Huberdeau and Uyghur, but, you know, they Kadri. really... Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, man. Kadri signed with the wrong team. Um, but uh, we can get into the trades after that. We were talking about Vegas winning the Cup. So, I mean, like, 
yeah, they're going to have to figure out who their goalie is or may ha- they're going to have to get more prospects. Um, yeah, I, I was just saying, I, I definitely yeah. think that this soon it will like they got their cup, which is amazing. Then it was all worth it. But eventually this team, I think, will, you know, similar to uh, a submarine that, you know, will implode eventually. Yep. I don't know when, uh, but I, I, I just it, it's it, this can't last forever. Like eventually you do have to build from the ground up with prospects. Mm-hmm. They haven't even began to like since they've come into the league they haven't even started doing that every single prospect they've drafted has been traded out for a veteran and eventually one of these veterans is going to bite them in the ass because they're going to not play up to standards and you're going to have a big part of your cap locked up and you don't have any you know guys on entry levels to come in and fill that void so congratulations to vegas we'll see how long this lasts well you know how we were talking about the goalie situation. We forgot to talk about Jonathan Quick. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I, yeah, don't know him. If, I don't know if he's contracted, but um, and he didn't really play either. But he, um, you know, he won his third Stanley Cup, which is pretty awesome to see. Um, along with Phil Kessel and uh, Alec Martinez. I don't know. Was Alec Martinez three? Yeah, he was part of those two teams. Yeah. So there was three guys on this team, and Phil Kessel that got their three Stanley Cups, which is pretty cool to see when you see veterans uh, do that. And then Ivan Barbashev got his second Stanley Cup. So there's a lot of experience on this team. Jack Eichel finally got a Stanley Cup. Um, which is but, crazy, dude. The yeah. fact that Eichel got a cup before cup McDavid before is just crazy. That doesn't seem right. You know what I mean? That doesn't seem dude, right. Dude, the guy, like, like three years ago, dude, like, the guy is just in the gutters. Like, you know, injured on Buffalo, terrible Buffalo team. Yeah. And now he, you know, he goes to Vegas and he and he wins that cup. I mean, I mean that is their 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 plus side. There they have a they have a very you know they have a a young Jack Eichel that they can always try to build around. So yeah, exactly. I mean, they don't have a bad core when you look at their team. They have some really good players. They also have some you know a lot of role players, key players, and big big I mean, unsung guy uh, Chandler yeah. Stevenson. Yeah, I was just about uh, to mention him. Yeah, yeah, he is so good. Yeah, he was a hidden gem. He was a hidden gem from Washington. So yeah, kudos on them for getting that guy. Yeah. So uh, we can get into the trades or we could quickly talk about, uh, I mean, we could do the trades now and then talk yeah, about that, Keith and, and then that stuff after. Yeah, let's do the trades now because there's there's actually quite a few that happened just today, which is yeah. insane. Um, let's go today. back, though, to the, to, the, to the first one. I, I mean, I guess the first one was technically... Um, the first Provorov maybe did we talk about Provorov I think we did we did oh no okay if we didn't if 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 we didn't Provorov goes to Columbus um who you know he's a good defenseman who had a bad season and 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 it's a three-team trade so Philly and LA are involved as well so so Philly ends up getting Cal Peterson Sean Walker the Blue Jackets first round pick and their second um, and then LA gets Hayden Hodgson and Kevin Con- Connaughton. I I believe those are both depth guys. It's it's more so of a dump, I think, for LA to get rid of that Cal Peterson contract. So we'll see if Cal Peterson can maybe compete for a spot against Carter yeah. Hart there. Um, I mean, you, I, I mean, think you gotta I think you gotta give him a try because he has that. Contract. You definitely give him a chance. You definitely give him a chance because Cal Peterson can be a very good goalie. He just did not have a good season with LA. 
No. Um, but yeah, Columbus gets Ivan Provorov, who is, you know, I, I think a, a guy who who can be very good. Um, and mm. and Columbus is kind of um, they kind of have a nasty decor now. Um, yeah, you know what? They did a good job at like you know when they lost um, a lot of their key players, right? Like I mean, Dubois wanted out of there. Um, who are, who are the big players on Columbus? The Felino. Um, def- oh, defenseman, defenseman. Uh, Who am I thinking of? A big defenseman. Seth Jones? There you go. Seth Jones wanted out. Um, you know, I mean, they did a good job at recovering. And um, didn't they just, didn't they sign Mike Babcock as well as head coach? Yeah, I'm Babcock's head coach now, which is questionable. It's oh, they so also weird. got, they got Damon Severson as well. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking. I think they're going to try to go. And I mean, they got Johnny Goudreau, which is a, high-end guy right like that's i mean he maybe struggled with them last season but they're they weren't that strong but you know i, I think they're heading in the right direction and they're, they're trying to actually make you know a name out of their team um they haven't had that much line a line and goudreau are great like in prime forwards yeah and then on top of that um kent johnson and cole sillinger i think yeah. would be very good nhl players oh they so. will be they will be for sure i, I mean if not uh cylinder ken johnson but they so what they honestly they um proved it already that they can be they can contribute to an nhl um team so i don't know i like the look of columbus and how they're looking i was never a big fan of columbus but i mean they got a coach that's won a stanley cup before they got some big d uh, big, big d guys big names on the decor um, some veterans as well. Some uh, and they have some young guys in this uh, the offensive z- like side of it, and they also have some offensive veterans that are awesome, like Johnny Goudreau and Patrick Line. So honestly, they're not looking too bad, and I, I could maybe see them making the playoffs next year, in my opinion, because of these. And these another guy too made. is uh, uh, Marchenko. Marchenko is kind of an yeah. interesting guy there because he he was scoring tons of goals. He's a rookie last year, right? Yeah, well, so, I, think the, I think the thing with him, he was supposed to be rated a lot higher than he went. Um, but uh, I, I always always liked him as a prospect. But you, do you think they could make the playoffs after all these moves? East is really tough, like yeah. really, really tough. I think mm-hmm. they would need to have just a huge season. And, and they need um, they need Elvis to have a, a bounce back, I think. If Elvis can play as good as Elvis can be, and then you have... Um, you know, Gaudreau and 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 Ken Johnson takes a step, and and Cole Sillinger takes a step, and and that defense core shuts things down. I mean, you're looking at you're looking at like um, Provorov, Orinsky, Damon Severson. I mean, Andrew Peak is pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Bockfist, if he can get better, like I think you you honestly have a team that maybe could squeak into the playoffs. It's just only because of how weak or how strong the East is. Yeah. Um, but overall, man, I, I definitely like if I'm a Columbus fan, I think I'm pretty happy with where the team's at coming into next season. So, yeah, I would be, too. And, you know, um, I'm excited to see them next season, how they will do. But uh, um, see the next, next up. Yeah. Think, so is it Kevin Hayes? And is it Kevin Hayes as the next pick? Or no, next Johansson, Johansson, Johansson. Colorado. That's right. Yeah. I like that trade. I think Johansson um, is a good player and I think he. You know, so he has off seasons like a lot of guys, but I think he can really contribute to a team like Colorado, like not be that main center guy anymore. Um, be that maybe you can put him on the second line, third line. Um, he can even go on the first line if you needed him to, right? He's a very versatile you put guy. Put him with the right players, put him with yeah. the right players, and you know, he's a fifty assist guy, right? Like for sure. And so 
And so I think Colorado needs that second line centerman. I think Johansson is still very easily that. And depending on who he plays with, I mean, like, I don't know what's going to happen with like Nachuskin or uh, any of that, but, but I definitely think he's going to be a good player and, and it's good for Nashville too. I mean, they're still retaining 50% of his contract. Do you know how long his deal is? Um, who are we talking about? The one more year. Sorry. Pardon me. Who was who was who's, who's in the trade again? Sorry, Johansson, Ryan Johansson. Johansson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if he, uh, I, I know he was being paid like six mil. Yeah, but but Nashville's retaining half. Oh, they are. Wow. Okay, that's yeah. a really good deal. That's a really so, really good deal. Nashville gets to dump, you know, about three million dollars in cap, which is good for them. And then where is he, Johansson? He's got. Two more, so he's getting paid eight million. So he's got he's got two nice. more years. So four million bucks for a second line center. That's very manageable. Yeah, I mean, like that is very valuable to a team like Colorado. They have the best odds to win next year, which is pretty crazy after they didn't win the Stanley Cup. But you know, I could see them doing it with a guy like Ryan Johansson. He has, you know, when he was playing for. Columbus, he was pretty good, and he was a highly rated prospect as well. Um, and then he moved to Nashville. He had success at first with them as well. I mean, they obviously struggled, but I I, I really like him. I, I think they could have great numbers with him. And if, had like one said, of his best seasons the year before last, sixty three yeah. points in seventy nine games. I mean, like he's a, he's just a quality he's a quality player, you know, and, and exactly. in the right environment with the right wingers. I mean, he's perfect. yeah, put him with the right guys and you see what happens, right? Like. Put him with the right players that he meshes with. Like chemistry will beat skill and talent any day. I think. I mean, unless you're Connor McDavid, unless it's Connor McDavid, and <laughs> in that case, yeah. no one can beat him. But like, you know what I mean? Like, if you have that chemistry there, uh, guys help out each other. And I, I think Ryan Johansson's that that character guy too. I think he's a very nice guy, um, dedicated to his team. So, um, did you see him when he <laughs> uh, when he was with Columbus? He got his like backyard like roller hockey rink as the Columbus Blue Jackets and tweeted a picture saying can't trade me now <laughs> and it, uh, it didn't age well that's and, funny and, yeah it didn't age well but I, he's pretty loyal to his team so uh I think I like him and he's a veteran now too he's uh he's been in the league for a while which is pretty cool but yeah I mean I mean there was one trade that uh that came after this which was pretty shocking but kind of made sense. I think you had to let it sink in and rationalize it. Um, it's the Taylor Hall trade, right? That's the next one. Nope, Dersey. No. Oh, sorry, Sean Dersey. Sean Dersey to the Arizona Coyotes. I see this one really confused me. I don't. I didn't know why at the time, but now knowing future trades that we're going to talk about, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I think Arizona got a great player, but I don't think Arizona Arizona needs a player like him, and it really would. I think it's going to stunt his career. I think Arizona robbed LA on this one. Like they did. Like he's like a, how he's did, gonna be a top four D for many years. Like how how did um like nobody else get in on this before Arizona? Like how, how why would like I would why think Arizona? that there's a lot of I would think there would be a lot of teams who'd be willing to give up a second for Sean Dersey. So yeah. how did Arizona finesse this one? Like Just Toronto look at plays them. I'm not being biased, but you know, a lot of teams, right? I don't, it, it's I, so weird, man. Because like LA has, they still have 4.5 million cap space, even with the, the, the freaking Dubois trade, which we haven't talked about. 
Like, well, I don't I, understand. I get like, you know, them getting young players, but like, and I get that he's still young, but at the same time, I think he's going into that transition that he needs to be playing on a good team. I think he's, it's just a waste sending him to Arizona where, I mean, yeah, he's going to play a lot of minutes, but at the same time, it's just not a happy place to be right now. And right now, yeah, LA has four defensemen signed. They have four defensemen signed. Like, well, I, I don't know what they were thinking. Like, I think they wanted to clear space with the debauchery, but it still didn't really make any sense. I don't know why they didn't. I'm sure there's a else. reason somewhere, but like yeah. looking at it from the outside perspective, like this trade is dumb. They have all LA has now is Drew Doughty, Gabrikov, and Mikey Anderson, and Matt, Matt yeah. Roy, who's okay. Like, and, and yeah, Gabrikov's contract trade? is. Who else did they trade? Who was that guy's name? Was it in this okay. trade? That's it. It's it. Second in Jersey. No, they traded another defenseman away. Oh did my they? god! Who was it? When? When? Oh, it was recent. Who did they trade? I don't see it. Oh my god! I not, forget his not, name. Uh, I don't see it. Here, here, I'll find it. I mean, you can keep talking while I try to find it, but. But but yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like Dursey's like probably their best offensive option, like besides Dowdy. And I would argue that Dursey's probably a better offensive option than Dowdy right now. I just I just don't get the trade like and, and, and you know, Dowdy or Dursey now is going to go to Arizona. He's going to look great with Keller. I mean, but it's just a peculiar move to me. I, I thought Dursey was worth more than a second. Um, and if he's only worth a second, like I said, wh- why, why Arizona? Wh- how did Arizona get the first jump at that? I don't know. I mean, maybe they have some, you know, maybe some teams trade with some of the same teams. You know what I mean? Where they like definitely they, have rapport. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like where they trust the the guy on the other end and they really get along together and they're like, yeah, I'll make, we'll give you this guy for this guy. Um, and they've done that before. Right. Uh, yeah. And they're making it's trades. a weird one. It is weird, but you know what? Maybe there's a plan in place. Maybe he's going to get flipped. Um, you never know uh, because Arizona could possibly want to move up in the draft. I mean, do they have the 6th and 12th pick? Is that what they have? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's what the picks they have. And like, if they, if they want to move up, they have jersey to add to a trade. So, dude, it sucks too because I really feel like Arizona with these kind of moves could get good, you know. And and, and it sucks that they're in the situation that they ran with the arena and stuff like that. I just Nothing think the arena has come out. I just think the arena. There's there's no way. There's no, imagine you in a Stanley Cup final in that arena. Embarrassing, embarrassing. It's like I feel like if if Arizona was in like a stable situation, I feel like we'd be hyping Arizona up a little bit. I mean, yeah. look at the draft oh, picks yeah. they're getting. You know, look at look at guys like Clayton Keller. They just got Dursey. Like Dylan Gunther's there. Like you know, mm-hmm. we would be on the up with with Arizona, but but they're just so held back by all the drama with their arena, and it just it it, it just sucks because I feel like that drama takes away from fantastic moves like this. I mean. A second for Sean Dursey. Like, that's robbery, in my opinion. But anyways, we can move on to the next trade if you want, which is a big one as well. Yeah, so now it's Taylor Hall. Now it's not this one. So yeah, so Taylor Hall gets traded to the Chicago Blackhawks with Nick Foligno, who signed a um, an extension one year, four million dollars, as he was a uh, unrestricted free agent coming up, but they re-signed him. And they traded... Who was it? It was Ian Mitchell and Regula. Another, 
Re- yeah, yeah, Regula. Regula. Um, I think he's a pretty decent defenseman, Regula. I think they maybe want some younger guys because I think they need to, if they want to keep some of their older guys they're, or some of this core that they thought was going to win a Stanley Cup, they're going to have to give up some cap. And, I mean, Taylor Hall was, you know, you look at his stats, he was a decent player for them, but he wasn't the best guy. And I think their intentions is to sign Pertuzzi. Um, because he was really effective in the playoffs. So yes, um, I think this is what they were doing, and they're like, we're getting maybe a, um, a a decent defenseman that we can form into maybe a top four defenseman that could really. I mean, Boston's really good at developing their their decor, so maybe they could do something with him. Um, and, and you know, he's not a bad player as well. Like, it just gets some time on a good team. He could get really good and. Um, Ian Mitchell is a really good young defenseman as well. There's a lot of teams that were after him, um, but Chicago got him. Like, you know how there's a, usually a college player that everyone's, yeah. you know, drooling over? He was he was that guy. So they got two good young defensemen, and they, they're they usually known for really just developing their defensemen really quickly. And it, at first, I was like, what the fuck is this trade? I was like, what is going on? Why is Taylor Hall going to a rebuilding team? I, I get it, dude. I get it. Like yeah, Taylor Hall's on a crap contract, right? He's getting paid yeah. like what six million, and he's been he like he had a decent season the year before last, but he is you know he has been generally throughout his career a major underperformer mm-hmm. besides yeah. his heart season with New Jersey. Yeah, and I thought maybe Boston, you know, maybe thought they they'd be able to you know get that kind of you know point per game player back, and they yeah. never got that. And the contract sucks for a team that's, you know, really competitive. So this is an amazing trade for Boston. Because like you said, they get Ian Mitchell, who is a very good young defenseman. And then mm-hmm. they, they they get to dump Nick Felino and Taylor Hall, two players who, I don't know, to me, kind of non-factors on that really good Boston team. I mean, inconsequential. I mean, yeah. uh, Nick Foligno I mean, brings intangibles, but yeah, he was but, more of a character guy, right? A leader, a veteran presence, and that team not really a point. Not guy. something that team lacks, you know. Yeah. Like that team has a lot of that, uh, yeah. especially if they bring back Bergeron for another year. But yeah, um, I I mean, I think it's a good trade for Chicago as well. They have the cap space to do this. I think Taylor Hall with Bedard, yeah, uh, you know, could be a really good thing. I mean, Hall was complaining when he got traded away from Edmonton after they got McDavid, so but now he gets to go play yeah. with Bedard. So I, you know, I don't know what? Like that in that situation where like that kind of where it made sense to me. Um, usually it's good to have that like kind of guy that's been in the league for a while that's really skilled to help with the guy that's coming right in. And Bedard will get his full potential kind of shown in his first season because yeah, he has a good lineman. Sh- Chicago needed it, bro. Cause cause mm-hmm. if you looked at Chicago, uh, you know, they don't have anything. Like that, no. that team has nothing. And Bedard couldn't do it on his own. Like he, yes, he's really good. He's gonna be one of the best players in the league or world or ever. You know what I mean? But he's he's still small. He's still growing. Um, you know, he's he's not as fast as other players are too. So their might. best player, their best player besides now, like before they got Taylor Hall, I would say that their best player is Andreas and Athanasiu. Like yeah. that was bad. That's bad. Um, That's bad. That's terrible. For but, the forward core, I mean, they have Seth Jones. I mean, that contract blows, but like well, really, what, really bad team. Well, what I think I'm, what I think they're going to do is, you know, probably go through the season with him and then go to the deadline and maybe try to flip him because 
Taylor Hall is a valuable player to a playoff contending team, right? Like that's the type of player that will get traded for some draft picks. And it depends what they want to do because, because Mm -hmm. I I don't think Chicago is done because Chicago after this trade has $27 million in cap space, bro. I just don't know if they can do that quick, that really, really quick turnaround. That's, I mean, that's, it, it, it could be done, but it's very rare that you see a team this bad get that good um oh i don't think they'll be good but i definitely think they're going to try to compete they're going to try to put together a decent team around bedard and i say decent very light, very lightly i just you know i don't think they want to head into you know bedard's career with a well, team that is essentially embarrassing well look at mcdavid right he's been with edmonton for so long and no success right no well but, I but mean, edmonton has himself, good players yeah well, and they didn't always, though, right? They didn't always have great players when McDavid was there. Uh, when he first started off, they weren't that great of a team. Um, I know, but he still went in there with Dreisaitl and and, and guys yeah, like that. Yeah, that like, helped for sure. Darnell Nurse was there. Like They still had like like promising players on the roster. And like it was kind of seen that, okay, they can build together here. You know, yeah. Nuge was there. But, but like Chicago, like... If Chicago doesn't do anything, right? Say this Taylor Hall trade doesn't happen and Bedard gets mm. drafted, it he's like it is a one man sh- like there's no options. So I think Chicago, what they're gonna try to do is try to bring in guys like Taylor Hall, maybe guys whose contracts are you know a little bit too big because they can afford to mm. bring them in and and give Bedard some talent to play with, and then maybe. It, it, I I don't think they they don't make the playoffs year one. Like, I don't care how good Bedard is. I, you know, I, Chicago does not make the playoffs, but they need to at least give him something, you know, or else this guy's going to get to year three of his entry level and say, I'm going to Vancouver, which yeah, I mean, oh, would be sure. ideal for me. So and like we talk about players having control, like that is one guy right there that has a lot of control. total control, man. This sh- yeah. and Chicago has been in such a bad spot with all of the crap that's happened with them. Really bad stuff. So, you know, I think they're just trying to basically give Bedard some players. Yeah, no, for sure. My Alexa just went off. It's I don't know. It's just, oh, it's OK. My, my Alexa was just like playing now. It started playing Blue Jays highlights. <laughs> Don't even know why, but it just did. Oh, nice. Uh, I mean, it just I guess it just wants to show me some baseball, but we're talking hockey right now. So Alexa, uh, talking hockey. Man, she can hear you. She's playing hockey right now. She's showing me the Vancouver Canucks losing, you know, in the Stanley Cup okay. Finals. All right. Anyways, <laughs> next trade. That's funny. All right. Um, Boston uh, acquires Riley Walsh for uh, Shane Bowers. Or, or Yeah, sends Shane Bowers to New yeah. Jersey. Shane Bowers is a good young player, right? Yeah, pretty minor, pretty minor trade though. Um, minor trade, yeah. Yeah, it's not like it's the the biggest of the trades, but I mean, there's there's potential there. There's not, they're not, it's not a total write off too, so um, it's not too bad. So um, next one is St. Louis gets Kevin Hayes for essentially nothing. See, this is where it kind of shows what the direction St. Louis is kind of going, right? Like they they could either have gone to the direction of kind of a rebuild, but it looks like they're doing a do a retool because they still have Cairo. Um, they still have Robert Thomas, uh, and they still have, I mean, Tori Krug's there. Apparently he won't waive his no move clause. So he's yep. staying there. Pareko's still there. There's still some core guys there. And if bringing Hulk, Kevin Bushnevich, yeah. 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 Bringing Kevin Hayes does help them out. And it does show that they, they gone and want players like that to fill up the roster. So 
Um, yeah, they gave up O'Reilly. Yeah, they gave up Tarasenko. But those were guys that were getting a lot older and already on their ways out. And they would have left anyways if they didn't do that. So, um, I don't know. I, I think it's a good move. I think Kevin Hayes is very, um, you know, talked as, you know, he could be a bust. You know, he gets injured sometimes. But I think he's a really good player. And I think he's a really good role player on the team as well. Great attitude. Good money. Good good contract yeah. too, man. It's yeah, a good contract. Him. Uh, he, he's a, what did he do last season? He had his best season ever last year, 54 points Mm -hmm. and he's only getting paid 3.3.5. So I think that's a good contract. That's that's why he's getting paid. That's why he's getting paid like seven. Maybe. Oh, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe Philly's retaining. Mm. It doesn't say that they are here, but they must have. I don't know though. So, So like, it's interesting because, you know, you have Cairo and Robert Thomas, who are 23 and 25. So they're young. They're, they've just signed massive extensions. Um, you still have Braden Shen on a pretty big contract there. He's 31. Uh, I, I just think St. Louis is going to continue to be competitive. I don't think they're ready to give up on, the, on, on you know, the, yeah. the core they have left. Yeah. Um, they still have a pretty good defensive core with Falk, Krug, and Pareko. They're a little bit older. I mean, St. Louis is just older in general. I mean, the only players that are any decent that they have that are young are Cairo and Thomas. Yeah. So and I, you know what? You can easily build build your team around those guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have uh, big contracts like Brendan Sod is there. He's yeah. getting paid four point five million for the next three years. I mean, they're him. waiting on that. Yeah. Bushnevich is good. I like him. I yeah. I I just think um. I just think they're just going to remain competitive. You know, like, is this a Stanley Cup winning team? No, but, but uh, they're going to play, mm, you know, like, you I, know, not, not, not in the sense where I think they're going to make it, but like, you never know, like they're up in the air. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that no one thought, you know, some other teams would win the Stanley Cup, but they did. Right. Like just kind of what's like killing that. them is Bennington. That contract sucks. Yeah. It's four more seasons at $6 million. They need uh, Joel Ho- Hofer. To yeah. Come in, I think, and and play some Kadaki. I I just re- I I would have rather getting rid of Bennington and then keep Uso, but I guess they didn't want to do that that decision because I think the way that they're going, I think that would honestly fit them better. Um, but that I liked him on the team, but he got traded. But I did look it up. Uh, Kevin Hayes, they fit they retained fifty percent of his contract. So yeah, I mean that's a pretty good deal for uh, St. Louis. Now I. I, I was wondering why the hell did they take a $7 million contract? But you know what? That's a really good contract. Um, yeah, at for, that price, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I foresee some buyouts with this team. Like, it, we'll just see how long it lasts. Um, yeah. I, I I don't know. It, it's such a weird spot. They have so many big contracts. So many big contracts. But oh, the yeah. team on paper to me is still Dece, So Yeah, oh, for sure. I, I agree. Um what is the next straight after that? Uh, we're looking at New Hook going yeah. to uh, Montreal. So, I mean, like when you look first look at the trades, you're like, well, why did that trade happen? But all the trades are connected, kind of, I want to say, because um, they got Johansson. So I feel like they kind of didn't have space for New Hook to play. I mean, they maybe didn't want him to put him on the lower lines because he is progressing. Um, so they got a first round pick and a second round pick. And then, uh, I don't know who this defense is fair brother. Um, never, heard but of him. it's, the, it's Montreal's him late pick, right? Like it's, it's a, it's like 28th or something like that. I'm not entirely right? sure what pick it is, but, um, 
It could be. I, I can imagine so. But I mean, Alex I'm pretty Duke sure Montreal, is, Montreal had two. Yeah, I, I, it just says to the I. I'm all looking on the NHL thing. It says just 2023. So, I mean, it, it possibly is. Um, it's not their third overall pick or whatever it is they have, right? What do they have? No, 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 no. They don't. What, what, what number are they, they picking? Three, four, five, five. I don't think. No, they're not. They didn't trade away their fifth. Um, no, that would be stupid. So it's, it's their late I, pick. It's their late pick then. Yeah. Um, for Alex Newhook. I mean, I mean that's pretty good. Good. It's good. Newhook, I think, could develop into a good player. I, I, with 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 Montreal, I know they were um, in on Dubois. I know Dubois mm. wanted to go there for a long time, so maybe, you know, they just decided to go with a younger player here. Well, I think they maybe had to pay more for Dubois than they did for Newhook. Yeah. Right. Like, like, look at the return. I mean, we, I mean, we can also, I guess, get into that trade, but Dubois. Dubois got traded for Rasmus Kapari, um, Gabe Velarde, Ifiolo, and a second round pick. That's a pretty big, that's a lot of players involved for one player straight up. Right. And I mean, in this case, they instead, all they had to give away was like a first round pick, a second round pick, and a minor prospect. And it, they really did, they're not losing really anything. Right. At this point, because they already have the fifth overall pick. So, they may be seeing it better for them and they have more pieces to their core. Like they have Kirby doc, Suzuki, Caulfield, um, Gooley, Jack guy. Um, I mean, Caden Primo goalie. So they're, they're, they're building their team and it's not looking too bad. Now you have Alex Newhook, which is, I think he's going to get a lot of minutes on that team. And I think they're looking really good and they're, they're doing really good with that rebuild. And I, I'm, I'm excited to see them in the future, especially with Alex Newhook. And the thing with Colorado, like they really just didn't have space for him. And and he's more meant for this. I think he'll exceed better on this team that he's going to be going on. I mean, he got his Stanley Cup, which was nice. Yeah. And then, right, like he still got the Stanley Cup. And then now he's going to a team that eventually could possibly win a Stanley Cup because they're rebuilding a great team. So, you know, and I just think he's going to get more minutes on that team, too. Yeah, I, I I think it's a good trade for Colorado. I, I like they because they get Johansson right, mm-hmm. uh, and that that to me tells me that they don't think Newhook is ready for that second line center spot. Yeah. So you know if they want to win now, I mean you might as well trade off Newhook and 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 get you know some picks for you know years down the line. I guess. Yep. It's you know in Montreal, like you said, yeah. I mean they're building a really good strong team. I mean with Caulfield, Suzuki, uh, Doc, like I. I Who's that? Slavkovsky, you know, mm-hmm. now I think that's a really strong young core that they can go forward with. And now they have two yeah, great forgot, young I centers. I forgot about Slavkovsky. I forgot about him, actually. Yeah. So now they have two great young centers. Is Doc a center or a left wing? I think he, I think he plays both. I think he's versatile yes. like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really strong and, and you know, fits the timeline better than Dubois, I guess. And mm-hmm. you get this young team going forward. New Hook wasn't going to get the chance and. And then looking at the Dubois trade, you know, big trade as well, right? Uh, you know, Mon- Winnipeg gets Gabriel Velarde, which I think is probably the most important piece of this trade. Oh, yeah. he, had oh, yeah. a, he had a good start to last season. Just makes me and, wonder what other players are going to be leaving from Winnipeg. I, I think Shifley's well, gone. We were saying, dude, we were saying it's uh, it, it might be teardown time. Hellebuck's going to be gone for sure. He's too good yep. to be on that team. He's too good to be on that team, and he needs to go to a, a winning team, which is going to be tough to get him to. But, 
I think they could do it. I mean, apparently Job Gibson, there's, I mean, there's a lot of goalies in the market. Job Gibson, apparently they're looking at for Pittsburgh. Um, Kyle Dubas. Oh, I mean, did we talk about Kyle Dubas going to Pittsburgh? There's a lot that we haven't talked about. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Dubas, and he brings Jason Spezza along with him. So, um, Gibson to Pittsburgh yeah. would be gross. Oh, maybe we did talk about him. We did talk. Uh, about maybe that. we did. I think we did. I think we we did. Yeah, we did do that. Okay, we did something right. All right, I'm okay with that then. Um, but yeah, Win- Winnipeg, a lot of big pieces, a lot of big veterans still, right? They got Blake Wheeler mm-hmm. signed for one more season. I mean, he probably is a trade asset for 50% um, at any yep. point this year. Kyle Connors on a great contract for three more seasons. Mm-hmm. Shifley gone, probably. Ehlers is there. I, they got I a follow back. I just think that's probably cap. That, yeah, oh, um, you, need, you needed a guy like that in there. Yeah, if the Kings are sending back that cap. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're taking eight mil, you gotta give something up for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. To me, this team probably gets torn down. I think this year. Yeah, and you know, and that's okay to do. Like sometimes, I I honestly don't think it's gonna be a long rebuild. I think it's gonna be a short rebuild. It's They're not gonna in be re- such an interesting position, dude. As well, so I was just about to say that because I don't think it's a rebuild, but it's not. It's also not a retool. It's a combination they, of both, I want to say. I mean, they just got Villar, Villardi and Kupari, who are, are both really good. Like, yeah. really good players. They're both 23, right? And now, yeah. I mean, dude, look at look at what they can do with, with guys like... Like, if they retain half the salary on a guy like Wheeler, retain half the salary on a guy like Shifley, retain half the salary on a guy like Ehlers, they could even flip Ayafalo to a contender. They could flip Niederreiter to a contender. Like... They could get so much stuff because yeah. all these guys are on reasonable contracts and they're all expiring soon. They all, besides Connor, only have one or two years left. Like they realistically could get a massive haul of picks and prospects this season with these players because all these players are still great. Like the problem with Winnipeg has never been the quality of player. It's just it hasn't worked out. So they have all these fantastic players on contracts that are easily easily retainable. Winnipeg could completely overhaul their team this year. It's oh, such yeah. an interesting, I mean, even Mason Appleton, I mean, could go to a contender. Adam Lowry is a great depth piece. Um, the only guy on this team that I think is untradeable is Morrissey. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Well, I don't, I don't think Connor is, I think he's, you don't think Connor's tradable. I, I think he's very valuable, more valuable than people think. I think he's still, pretty young um and he 26. puts up a lot of points. yeah and he puts up a lot of points and he puts up a lot of goals he's really good at goal scoring i don't think you give up that guy i think he's very fast too i i i say you build the core around him in morsey um like a younger core right like it, yeah like, like, like he, he fits in that kind of category and he can maybe be the captain you know what i mean that he's 20 he's 26 yeah he's 26 mm. so it's like you got to basically think about the timelines here like Will he fit into a team that that is basically completely flipped? Like if we're if we're bringing in a, a ton of guys like Velarde and Kapari, mm-hmm. like does he still fit, or is it more worthwhile to trade him because he's very valuable, especially at his at his at his number? Uh, I, like I don't know. I mean, I think it could go either way. I mean, I definitely think they could build around Kyle Connor, and maybe maybe by the time he's twenty nine. Like he's the 
the true leader on that team, and he's got a ton of very good young players with him, and Vegas, or not Vegas, Winnipeg makes another big push, or they just do the full teardown, you know, and uh, the Chicago route. I don't know. Yeah. You know what? Like, it's it's a very weird situation, and it's going to be interesting how that's... If I'm a Winnipeg pan, fan, I'm excited, bro. I'm really excited because you have a yeah. lot of good pieces here. That, yeah, don't that, be that upset. could be moved. Don't be upset. Trust me. I mean, I guess, you know, you think about it, all this has come from Patrick Line being selected second overall. Um, I mean, the era is over. This yeah, era is over. I mean, the 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 Wheeler, Connor, Shifley, Ehlers era in Winnipeg is probably over. Uh, you know, whether all those guys get gone, probably, uh, I don't know. But uh, I, I they're going to start to emerge into something different here. And yeah. I think I think Winnipeg fans should be excited. I think so, too. And, um, you know, it's a. Uh, there's some good players. They still have Perfetti too, right? Like there, it's not like they have a Chaz. That's Lucius, another. That's another right? big name. Yeah, there's there's just a lot of guys that are coming up too in the system, which is really good for them. Um, but uh, is there any more trades after that? Uh, Blackwood to San Jose for a sixth. Uh, yeah. they get another goalie in the system that maybe they could they could try to to work out. Yeah. Now it's it, is Reimer going to get a lot of starts? Bro, I mean, maybe they go back and forth. Reimer and Blackwood. Um, they also have Kakinen, right? I uh, don't know if yeah. Kakinen's going to return to form a little bit. I don't know. That's interesting, though. I mean, it that is. means New Jersey now is dead set on on Vanacek, which I mean, I, fair I, enough. Okay, the thing I don't get. So, like, you know how they couldn't trade Carlson away? How did they, how could they afford Mackenzie Blackwood? Is his, isn't his contract pretty expensive, or is it not? Let me look. Is it, like, three mil? Because if it's three mil, I kind of get it. But I thought it was a little more than that. It could be wrong though. The Sharks have 14 million cap space right now, apparently. Okay, so I, I have I've heard things like they're talking. Uh, Carlson's talking to other teams. So um, Blackwood's an RFA. Ah, that's how they're doing it. Okay, makes sense. Rhymer's a UFA. Mm, okay, he's my he probably will walk. Um, it, my guess, but. Uh, Another thing too, the stars have signed Evgeny Dadanov to a two-year extension, worth two point two five. A solid player. He's been a good player. Yeah. Yeah, and they almost made the run to the Stanley Cup Finals. They were just one series away, which kind of sucks, but they might be there next year. Um, I think they're a really good, uh, young, up-and-coming team, and it's, it's exciting to see. But um, so I know let's uh, let's quickly talk about. Um, uh, we still got two more things. We can make it short. Um, I just want to mention the Canucks buying out OEL. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's uh you know it gives us cap relief right away helps us with the Patterson extension uh it's gonna suck for your three and your four it's gonna be like four million dollars of dead cap which blows uh, yeah I think the Connects Appar- are probably still hoping that the cap goes up by like eight million in a couple seasons but well apparently I mean isn't it going up by one million next this one million this out? season and then I think teams are hoping it's gonna jump to like eight million that'd be pretty nice but um I mean compared to the NBA and all these other big leagues but uh um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've heard like links to Boston trying to acquire him. Um, and I can see that happening. I mean, Dude, like, I think it, it, I think at a couple million bucks, OEL is still a pretty good defenseman. It's just yeah. like the contract's terrible and the whole freaking trade was terrible from the get go. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. And you just know a bad kind of just ruin OEL. It's not even like Vancouver was bad. It's just, they didn't play him right. I don't think. No, 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 no. He he came, he came busted, bro. He was not good when he left Arizona and he was not good when he came to Vancouver. 
He was serviceable sometimes. Like I said, if he was getting paid two million bucks, I wouldn't have much to complain about. But mm. at six million dollars or whatever it was, like he was not good. And yeah. that contract blows. And we basically we effectively traded Dylan Gunther for him because that was the pick. Oh, so that sucks. It stings really bad. So, I mean, good luck to OEL. I think he's a good guy and he was a good player. Hopefully he can find mm. his game again. But he just wasn't fitting in Vancouver. And, you know, like yeah. I said, with getting Ronick, I mean, Ronick is, is so much better than him. Uh, it's just, you know, so it gives us the cap relief now. And hopefully, you know, Patrick Alvin figures it out. Yeah, I, you know, it possibly can. Um, but uh, honestly, I, I think to end it off here, we can like because the NHL awards were actually last night, so we can kind of talk about that. I could just kind of tell you who won. Um, you know, just not to keep it so long, but and then we can also end it off talking about maybe predicting the top five picks in the draft, um, and then ending it off there. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that'd be a good one. So. Surprise, surprise, Lady Bing Memorial Trophy winner is Anze Kopitar, which is pretty, I mean, standard. He's won it multiple times before. So, I mean, good on him. He's a leader on on LA. He has been for a while, and he's the best player from his country. So, um, I think he's a pretty good player. Um, Ted Lindsay Award goes to Connor McDavid again. Um, you know, Connor McDavid's all over this board. So, did you see the picture of him holding all the trophies with himself? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like his trophy case is pretty insane. Um the caller uh trophy winner is Maddie Beniers and I, I thought it was going to be Maddie Beniers too. Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. He he was honestly NHL ready when he came into the league. And I think it's because yeah. he was playing college hockey and that's why. Not OHL, not all these other leagues, but he was playing college hockey. So I like him. I like him a lot. And Connor Bedard wins an award before getting into the NHL. I don't even, uh, it's the EJ McGuire award of excellence. Um, I think it's the best prospect that's kind of coming up. I don't know. I think that's what the award is. I could be wrong. So don't quote me I've never on that. Even heard of that before. I, I didn't either, but, um, but yeah, he won a, he's won an award before even coming into the NHL. He's already, he's already a hall of famer, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Like what the hell? He has some more awards than some other players. Ducked, dude. I can't, I can't believe he didn't make the hall of fame, dude. That's yeah. One day, one day. And then, um, six time Frank J. Selke trophy winner. Preach Bergeron. I mean, I don't know when he's not going to win it <laughs> when he retires probably. Um, but he, he wins that, that again. Um, the heart on like goes, a minimum contract. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's insane that Boston does that. I mean, they're such a tight core, but, um, uh, the heart Memorial trophy goes to again, Connor McDavid, surprise, surprise had an unbelievable season. Like always. Um, then Eric Carlson wins the Norris and I'm so glad this happened. Uh, people were saying, Oh, other players should like, he shouldn't be uh, a Norris winner. Shouldn't be on a, such a crappy team. But I think he worked very hard. And even though he was on a crappy team, he still exceeded. So, you know, good on Carlson for having your resurgence and winning the fucking Norris at his age, right? Like, that's insane. Is he a Hall of Famer? Not yet. Not yet. I don't think yet. No. How many Norrises does he have? Does he have two? I think he has two. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he needs two Norrises? Yeah, I think he needs to have more presence in the playoffs to be a, more of a Hall of Famer. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Oh, he carried that Ottawa team, though. 
I know. I mean, I I think if he does get traded and he can possibly go somewhere that will win the cup. So after that, that's a different question. I think yes, after if he wins the Stanley Cup, easily, easily one of the best players, one of the best defensemen to play in the game. He's been um, an all-star. No, hold on. This is his third Norris, by the way. <laughs> He's been he an all-star be, 2011, 2012, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2023. All-star. Three Norrises, 2012, 2015, 2023. NHL first all-star team, 2012, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2023. NHL all-decade second team, 2010, 2019. And he, what's the Viking award? Annually to the best Swedish ice hockey player in North America, 2012, 2016. 20. He's a Hall frick, of Famer, bro. The freaking Viking, man. He's and a he, Hall of Famer, man. He's a he, Hall of Famer. He's a Viking, man. A cup would help, but, you know, he's a, fuck, he's yeah. a Hall of Famer. Okay, well, I mean, we'll see. Um, Linus Allmark wins the Vesna Trophy winner. Good and for he's him. The, yeah. yeah, I I didn't know if it was gonna be him, uh, just because you know. Oh, it, it was, had to be him. It had to be just the downfall in the playoffs. It just didn't feel so right. Playoffs but, don't count. Playoffs don't count. That's not. That's not. Uh, accorded you know in. You know what? Maybe it should. But like, congratulations to him. He worked did work hard, and it, coming from a season where like. You know, coming from where Tuka Rask almost played a few more years, right? And he almost, like, was the backup. So, that's kind of awesome that he stepped up that big and won the Vesna. So, I think he won the William and Jennings, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and the Jack Adams Award winner goes to Jim Montgomery. Um, he did really good with Boston. Um, it just, uh, it speaks for itself. Um, the Bill Master- Masterton Memorial Trophy winner is Chris Letang. And, um, you know, after losing his dad, I, I, you know, he persevered from it and his team went to go see his dad and, and, um, went to his funeral or whatever, um, which was pretty awesome of the team to do that. And, you know, he deserves this. He's such a class guy. He always has been in the league and he's, uh, he's, it's crazy that I'm saying he's a veteran. (laughs) It doesn't seem like, yeah, but, um, and then the King Clancy Memorial trophy winner is Michael Backlund. Um, which I, I think this is his first award ever. I don't think he's ever won an award before, which is he had a great year. Yeah, he did. And he's, he's a, he's a veteran too. Like he's been around the league for a while. So and he's one of the guys Cal- that wants out of Calgary. <laughs> yeah. You know what? He deserves to be on like a, a Stanley cup winning team. He's that type of guy. Right. Um, yeah. but yeah, that was all the awards. But one other thing before we get to the, our projected thing, I know we're talking about a lot here, but there was a lot to kind of get through. Um, but where is it? Uh, it was the inductees for the Hall of Fame uh, because there are some notable names that were announced. Did you hear about this or no? Uh, I think so. Um, so I, I'm going to get it, the list here for us. So Hockey Hall of Fame. Let's see. Who was it? Oh, my God. Why is it not? I just wanted their account. You're just looking for inductees, right? Yeah, I just wanted their account. I just saw it two seconds ago. It counts. Are you looking for the guys who were inducted yeah, this year? Yeah, there we go. I got it. I got it here. Um, yeah, okay. Here we go. So we have, as a builder, Ken Hitchcock, which is a pretty legendary coach. Um, I, I, if, it's crazy if you don't know his name. Um, and he's Canadian as well, which is pretty awesome. He's coached many successful teams. Like when St. Louis was really good, he was a really big factor in that. He was he coached for Team Canada. He coached for 
um, the Dallas Stars. He coached um, in many other places. I I really liked him as a coach, and I thought um, he did very well, and he's well-deserved there. Another builder is Pierre Lacroix. I'm not sure who he is, but it has a pin for the Colorado Avalanche. Um, I'm not in sh- Do you know who that is or no? Lacroix? Pierre Lacroix. Yeah. No, I don't actually. I'm not familiar it, I've with him. Heard, it I've heard it before. He's probably like a general manager or something like that. Um, I don't think he's a coach or else we would probably know his name. Um, passed away in 2020. Oh. So he's not uh, alive he anymore. He was the general manager of the Nordiques in 94. Mm. And then he went to Denver. He was known for his astute trades, such as the acquisition of Patrick Waugh. Oh, wow. Um, okay. He so also, he's a, uh, he's a, he's a very part. Yeah, yeah he wow. he basically was the guy who uh, the Avalanche, like the, yes. the Dynasty Avalanche team. Yeah, that was yeah. Him. So he kind of put them on the map, which is uh, very understandable that he's going into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, and then next we have Tom Barrasso, who was a um, a goalie for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, and apparently, I mean, I remember hearing his name. He but... died from COVID. Oh my God. Oh, actually, Tom Barrasso. Yeah, Lacroix. Lacroix. Oh, that sucks. That's very sad, actually. Um, but yeah, yeah. Tom Barrasso, um, pretty decent goaltender, legendary goaltender and more modern day goaltender. Henrik Lundqvist is now a hockey hall of famer. Um, <sighs> I see. I don't know how I feel about that. I think he deserves it. Um, just looking at the, how good he was for so many years and where he came from, like he was a seventh round pick, right? And the, yeah, no, the career looking at, that looking he at had, his stats. Yeah. Yeah, like he just was always on top, right? And he, I mean, yeah, New York has probably had their their years where they struggled, but and he, the fact that he was with the franchise for so long, and he almost had a career with Washington, but at the heart uh, transplant that he had, um, only one Vesna. That's weird. I mean, uh, sometimes, sometimes it's hard to win a lot of Vesnas. I know, okay, but we go back to like Carlson argument here. Carlson has three Norrises. Yeah, and you're iffy about whether or not he should be on the Hall of Fame. Well, he has two, uh, or he has three. He's three. Three. He's got three. Okay, then that changes it too. Okay, like like Lundqvist has one Vesna, no cups. I like I understand that Lundqvist was like amazing. Like he was mm-hmm. probably he he was a top three goalie in the league for mm-hmm. you know at least ten years. Like I get it. I I do. Um, winning the Vesna in 2012, yeah, he he was on the NHL first All Star team once as well. Like he, um, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I'm not, but but I do think, and this could be a hot take. I do think Lundqvist might be a soft pick for the Hall he, of Fame. See, like. The way I look at it is there could have been some other people, like older players that maybe yes. have not been inducted yet. Yeah. And he got inducted, which, you know, and I, I get it. And you know what? He think about Lungfuss, he's a very important part of, you know, that era in the NHL. I think that's yes. why he's so highly represented, is because, you know, he was that top goaltender for so long. And but now it's kind of shifted to other 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 I think styles I think the plays. Ha- I think the handsome bias definitely plays a little factor here. Yeah, because he's a man rocket. Remember that word? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um but uh yeah so the next 
uh, person is uh, Caroline Ouellet, um, unreal player for Team Canada for many years. Uh, she won many medals. Um, so, One of the best ever. Yeah, so good for her. Um, that's awesome to see more women in every year get inducted to the Hockey Hall of Fame, which they should be. Um, they're unreal players. We've talked about how awesome they are and sometimes better than NHL players. So, um, well, I don't know about uh, that. Well, like, you know, <laughs> in, different, in, diff- in different aspects of, of, of the game. Um, you know, like, yeah, I, I absolutely agree that, you know, uh, having a woman get inducted every year is definitely a good thing for the game. And, and the woman, you know, the women are, you know, Haley Wickenize is one of the most iconic players in, in yeah. hockey, you know. So, yeah. like, they have, they definitely have, like, their place. In, 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 in the sp- Yeah. Poulin yeah. is another one, man. Uh, she's unbelievable. She might be better than Wickenizer, in all honesty. Uh, you know um, what? She her shot is unreal, and that's why I'm saying yeah. in some aspects she's a lot better than other players, right? Yeah. So, congratulations to uh, Caroline Ulliet. and um, I'm sorry for saying this wrong. I just don't have a French accent. Um, Pierre Tergeron also got inducted to the Hockey Hall of Fame. I don't think he won any Stanley Cups. Um, but let me like it. Let me let me let me do a little Pierre Turgeon analysis of whether or not he was worthy. You know, I'm a I'm a big fan. yeah. We really have to we really have to know this. Uh, because let me, let me let me tell you if Turgeon deserves to be in here. Let me see. Let me see. Pierre Turgeon. I mean, like uh, this, he spoke for my time. I kind of want to say. Yeah, he pretty good. Thirteen hundred points in twelve hundred games. Yeah, he pretty yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, just a point per game guy. More more than a point per game guy. His awards. He only won the Lady Bing. Yeah. I mean, there's some guys though, like people like, okay, like for example, people are always talking about this player. Let me just look up his stats real quick before I say his name. Like, I just, I just wonder how the voting is for this. Like, I, d- I, d- I wonder how they decide this or like, how do they decide the, I, I really want to look into the process of that because I, I, some of these guys, I just don't recognize their names and I want to see why they're being inducted to the Hockey Hall of Fame. You yeah, let's I mean? talk about let's talk about Alexander McGillney here because this guy comes <laughs> up every stinking season with, you know, why isn't he in the Hall of Fame? Why is he in the Hall of Fame? And I mean, you look at it, man, and he's an NHL All-Star in six seasons. He's a Stanley Cup champion. He's been the goal scoring leader tied with Team Solane. He won the Lady Bing. He's he's won a ton internationally. He's a triple gold club member. So that would be that would be. Players who have won an Olympic gold, a world championship gold, and the Stanley Cup. So when I say Henrik Lundqvist is a soft pick, I'm not saying that because I don't think Lundqvist wasn't a great player. I'm saying that because a guy like Alex Alexander McGillney, by Lundqvist standards, should have been in the Hall of Fame 10 years ago. That's why yeah. I'm saying, you know, that maybe Lundqvist is a bit of a soft pick here. But that's just me. I'm not trying to take anything away from Lundqvist. No, you know, he's a, obviously Lundqvist is one of the best goalies in the NHL. I think you're just saying that there's other guys that have the hardware to prove it. So, yeah. Um, and he doesn't really. I mean, it's not really his fault. I kind of want to think because it's, you know, it's a team. It's not just him that's on the team. It's like the other guys around him. So if he was on a different team, maybe he would have won the Stanley Cup. And he was almost there the one time. So against LA, but uh, he they came short, which unfortunately happened. But, um, but yeah. Um, and then the last guy that, or the last person that is inducted to the Hawk Hall of Fame is Mike Vernon. Um, definitely heard that name before. Uh, he, he's a solid goaltender who played for the Flames, Red Wings, Sharks, and uh, Florida Panthers. So 
Um, I'm not sure. Let me, take a, let me take a look on Mike Vern. Uh, so he's he is a Stanley Cup winner. He's won a Conn Smythe and William M. Jennings Trophy winner. So Absolute, he has some absolutely deserving. Then yes, he has the hardware to prove it, and you know, um, long career too. Long career. Yeah, and he was a third round pick by the Flames in 1981. So, uh, yeah. So he he definitely uh, he was born in for, uh, Calgary too, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so like the I think everyone does deserve obviously does deserve to be in the hockey hall of fame. Like who are we to like say, Oh, that NHL player shouldn't be in there. But you know what? Um, I think the, the I want to know what is the judgment call of who's getting in. Um, Cause there's definitely, like you said, there's a lot of conversations about other players that don't get in and no one knows why. So um, like, like McGillney, I mean, McGillney could be like the Russian situation. I don't know. Um I don't know. There's but, a lot of Russians in the hall. I I, I don't know. I, 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 I recency bias. See, here's the thing, too. I know we're dragging on with this, but here's the thing, too. I think I think of a player, you know, um, like if we're not talking about like, you know, an all time here, right? Because I wouldn't consider McGillney to be an all time. Like he's not yeah. an all time great. He was a great player. I, I definitely think he, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yep. But I think if a player doesn't get in quickly enough and the buzz goes away. And mm-hmm. and you start to get some 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 years of separation from their career, and they're still not in the Hall of Fame. I think people just forget about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if if a guy like Lundqvist doesn't get voted in this year, right? And say mm-hmm. for whatever reason he doesn't get voted in for the next like five seasons, then then I think the recency bias starts to fade away, and then they just kind of get forgotten, like left out. You get what I'm saying? No, I do get what you're saying. Um, and like. It's just so it's so weird of like like some guys that just have no like have gone in or how long guys waited to get into. You know what I mean? There's a lot of guys that have waited a long time, but they still and then they eventually got. Well, like, well, then well, then well, then like people start to campaign for them to get in. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, why are these guys not catching like all these superstars that should be in the Hall of Fame? Like, right. It, it's like. Know. The recency bias definitely plays a major factor, I think, with the voting because it, it's it's voted on. Mm-hmm. So if a guy like McGillney, you know, he retires and then he doesn't get in, you know, in the first three years after his retirement, then people kind of just start to forget, forget about yeah. him. Right. Yeah. And then and and not like literally forget about him, but like he's just not like thought of as much when it comes to the voting process. No. So that's why if, I, like so if Lungfist doesn't get in this year and then, you know. Five years down the line, he's still not in. I don't think he gets in because just the the buzz about Lundqvist just fades. But they got him in quickly, you know? So now he's in. He's in, right? So I don't know. Yeah, no. And um, like, yeah, I don't know if there's so much more I could say about that. But um, I guess we can say our final top five picks here. Um, maybe I can make. Oh no, never mind. Um, but yeah, the t- top five picks here. Um, in the draft, obviously, it's a very deep draft, and the draft is tomorrow. So, kind of want to get some input here, just really quickly, of who we kind of think is gonna go. I know Bryce, you don't know many people, but um, obviously, you know Bedard is gonna go number one, and I think everyone else knows that. And um, Connor Bedard's just consensus. I think he's gonna be an amazing player. Um, and then number two, I I, def- I I don't think there's a doubt that it's Adam Fantilli. People were saying that it wouldn't 
I mean, if Bedard wasn't here, Fantilli would be obviously number one. So Fantilli's a, I mean, the Anaheim Ducks are getting a great player. And I, I think that's who the Anaheim Ducks are going to select number two. And they're going to have a great future with McTavish and Zegras and, and Fantilli. So, and Drysdale as well, and many other players. So it's exciting to see that. And then third overall pick, um, Leo Carlson. I think he's the consensus third overall pick. I don't think he's going to go any lower. I think the teams would be stupid. So the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to select Leo Carlson and get even better than they are now, which is insane. Um, and they're 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 getting that the veteran presence in there and the younger core. So they're doing what Vegas is not doing. Vegas is doing the exact opposite, but they're building that team to be a great team. And I think Leo Carlson is going to really improve that team even more than they are already. Um, uh-huh. And then the San Jose Sharks. Um, a lot of people are saying Will Smith. In my opinion, I don't think, I think it's, I mean, it, it might happen. I, I think um, Mitchkov is kind of just saying, saying to teams, I don't want to meet with you because he wants to pick what team he's going. But I think San Jose is stupid if they don't pick him because by the time you're good, he's going to come over there and just tear it up with a good team. Right. And if you go down, if he goes down to a team like Washington, it's just not going to be a good team when he comes over. At least I don't think so. I mean, and it's not, it looks like, that's not the direction they're heading in. So I think the San Jose Sharks are going to select uh, Mitchkov, and uh, that might be a hot take there, but I think that's what's going to happen. Um, and then number five, by the Montreal Canadiens, they're, they're saying Mitchkov at number five. Um, but I see Will Smith going to the Montreal Canadiens, not the actor Will Smith, but the American center here, Will Smith. Keep your wife's um, name. Yeah. Keep my wife's name. name Out show. That's your top five there. Yeah, that's I, I think that's my top five. And I mean, you can keep going down the list and find great prospects, but I think that is going to be the top five. And those are the best players in the draft. So um, I got mine. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, I'm ready. All right, let's it's, a little, it's a little different. OK, okay so number okay. one, I like that. I like that. N- yep. Number one, obviously, Bedard. That's, you know, silly to even I don't even have to talk about that. Dude. Connor yeah. Bedard, number one in Chicago. OK, yeah, yep. Now, you say Fantilli to Anaheim. I've heard some in, I've read some interesting things saying that Anaheim actually thinks uh Leo Carlson's really good too. Um oh, really? apparently he's a super high IQ hockey player. Um I think I think it's possible that Leo Carlson goes to Anaheim. So just for the sake of, of difference, I- I'm gonna I'm gonna say Leo Carlson to Anaheim. Okay, I like that. I like the difference. Um, I like I like seeing a little different a list of mine. Um third overall, then I think Columbus takes Fantilli, which I think would yeah. be sick for that team. Oh my god, you know, yeah. Fantilli with Ken Johnson and stuff like that. I think that would be so good. Well, the uh, thing is, in this draft, you're not going wrong with centermen. You have a lot no. of options. No. Um. After that, San Jose. I think San Jose takes Will Smith. I think. Okay. I think they take that center. Yeah. Um. High value center. I think Will Smith is honestly a can't miss, risk free. Unlike Mitch Cobb. Mm-hmm. like there's no risk with Will Smith. Like, yeah. Will Smith is. You know, I think he's just he's a for sure. So oh, yeah. I think I think I think San Jose takes Will Smith. And then at five, um, I think it would make sense for for the Canadians to take uh, Reinbacher personally. I think they have a lot of guys up front as it is uh, mm. where I don't see them having a ton of def- prospect depth is, is, I guess, on defense and Reinbacher right. right handed D. You know, I, I think maybe that would make a little bit more. I mean, the list I'm looking at has Montreal taking Ryan Leonard. Um, I don't think they oh, need yeah. that. I don't, I don't no. think they need an, another winger. 
I think I think Reinbacher to to Montreal would make a ton of sense. I don't know about you. You know what? I have that. He's the second. There's two people on this list that I'm looking at, and the one person picked Mikhachkov, and then the other person picked Reinbacher. So Reinbacher is the best defenseman in this in this draft. So that if that's a team's need that has a high pick and he's the highest rated defenseman, I can I honestly can see that happening, and it would be a smart thing. I didn't realize that. I mean, I I, I knew that how many forwards Montreal had, but I totally forgot that they don't really have a strong. I mean, at least a lot of young defensemen. I mean, they have Gooley and they have Jack Guy, but that's about it. And if they can add to that, that'd be, I mean, pretty nasty. They're going to have a great team in the future. If they, the player if they, that I obviously didn't have in the top five being mm-hmm. Mitchkoff, who, you know, I, I guess a lot of people consider to be like probably top three in talent, right? But they, yeah, I guess there's, there's risk with him with the Russian stuff, the contract, and then attitude issues. Apparently mm-hmm. I could, I could see Mitchkov going to, to um, Philly. I could yep. see Mitchkov going to Washington. And I think in the most extreme of scenarios, I think there is a small possibility that he slips to Vancouver at 11. I, I think it's possible. And you know what? Like, they they usually have luck with getting those Russians Russian players over here. Same um, thing happened with Pod Colson, bro. Yeah. So I I I think I think it's unlikely, but I do think it's possible. I think if Mitchkov is there when Washington drafts, I don't see how they don't take him. Well, but if he probably knows he probably knows um, Pod Colson and um, Mikheyev and um, Kuzmenko. Kuzmenko, that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys there that he can look to and say, wow, these guys like you here, so I probably will too. There's rumors so. with him and attitude and, and maybe not giving some teams time of day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he wanted to go to a team that has, you know, Russians and that they, they, they just seem to be like that. I don't know why it's like that right now, but yeah. Um, but but obviously, uh, you know, if you're Washington, man, and, you, and you're looking at Ovechkin, who's coming down to it, I think, you know, handling off that mantle to Mitchkov could be kind of a nice storybook thing. So I oh, don't know. Sure. Uh, it just depends on what Mitchkov on how it depends on how he's interviewed. Like we really don't yeah. know how he's interviewed. And, and there's rumors that maybe he's not a good interviewer. And like, that he's just I, I look at, them. right. And I, I look at a team like Philly, right? Like mm-hmm. is Tortorella going to endorse them picking a guy with entitlement? You know, like, no, like, do you think, you know what? That would not mesh well. It wouldn't. Right. And you, I, you know, I think maybe Philly would avoid that. And then I don't know why they, I don't know why they hired Tortorella in the first place, but me neither. (laughs) And then, you know, you get to Washington, like that's, I think the biggest, the biggest team that, that probably will take him. But Mm -hmm. if they don't take him, then you get to Detroit. Does Iserman want to deal with that? Does that, is, does that seem like an Iserman pick to you? It could be, but not really. Not really. Um, um, yeah. St. Louis, we don't really know what their timeline is for things. I mean, we yeah. like he's quite I just a bit don't think away. he's going. I don't think he's going that low. I don't even if he tries to do that and tries to attempt that. I think teams will just they, they'd be they would regret not taking the chance on him and maybe yeah. trying to make it right with him and make them make him want to stay because it's definitely a pipe dream. I, yeah. Like it's a total pipe dream for me. I, I think realistically, my prediction is Mitch Kov goes to Washington realistically uh, you know what it, it's a possibility and you know Ovechkin's still there and he has sway into what's gonna happen but he's probably not gonna play with him so 
I mean, they're going to say he's the resurgence of Ovechkin, but who else is he going to be there with? Connor McMichael? That's it? Yep. Sandine? Like, not really a lot of guys there. It's pretty much a garbage show there. I mean, I mean, not referring to like the star players on that team, but they're getting so much older. It's just not going to be a good fit. I, I've, but, I've said it before, man. Washington is a little bit of a of a of a walking corpse. Uh, yeah, they're just the waiting to die off team, the old guys. They're they're waiting they're they're waiting for Ovi to to pass Gretzky. Yeah, I, that's got to be what is in their minds right now. They got the right. cup. Now it's like okay, we're gonna we're gonna. Ha- keep our veterans and let Obi get that scoring title. And then after that, then it's just going to be like fire sale. Like, I don't know, but yeah. yeah anyway, just want to make uh, history. That, that's, that's the podcast. I think, I think we're that done. is the we're podcast. Like a, we're at like an hour and a half. We're done. Hey, you know what? And I'm glad we did a long podcast because we needed a lot of updates, but we'll definitely chop this up and make it into some videos or honestly, maybe some TikToks for you guys as well. Um, and then I'm going to, make a separate video diving deep more deep into the draft and it's going to be uh, i'm going to upload it try to upload it before the draft um just so we can have if, some predictions if there. i were you if i were you i would do a review okay you know predicting's, predicting's hard give yourself a little bit of time do do okay. do a review how about how about how about i could do a rating on each one on yeah, each pick perfect perfect okay or what yeah. unexpected yeah so yeah, we appreciate you guys listening though. Um, you know, make sure you guys follow us on all of our socials and stuff like that. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram. Jake is always keeping the Instagram nice and lively. Uh, yes, sir. If you want to head over to our YouTube channel and drop a subscription, uh, you know, hopefully some videos come out on there real soon. And that's, that's all I got. Yeah. And uh, just follow us on Spotify and Apple podcasts. Everything helps. Uh, doesn't matter where you are. We have listened to in nine different countries and, um, want to grow that that audience and uh, we're going to have an exciting guest coming on soon. We won't tell you just yet and uh, maybe some more exciting guests in the future as well. Um, I mean, I, th- I honestly think this is one of, probably will be one of our biggest guests, um, but uh, that will be coming up soon and we'll, we'll announce that shortly to you guys. Um, but yeah, you know, I think Bryce, you pretty much said everything. Um, do whatever you can to support us. We really appreciate it. We know we've been taking a long time to make some content we've just been super busy a lot of life things happening i just graduated uh university so and then bryce is working full time it's 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 hard to find time for the podcast but honestly i think it's the thing that we love to do the most we'd rather be doing the podcast full time uh we'll tell you that we'll tell you that right now i wish yeah that would be that would be the dream um but we're gonna keep trying to grind some content out for you guys and um hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode and um that's it for me bryce Yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode. All right, peace, guys.